You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Penn Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked on Thunder, I've actually made some last-second changes as we started recording this podcast. Not going to hear from Billy Donovan today. Not going to hear from Paul George. Okay, I, I know that's the. I, I am a bad news first guy. Give me the bad news first. Now tell me the good news. Here's the good news. I'm going to give you Russell Westbrook uncut because Russell was amazing last night in the media scrum. And a lot of times when I play Russell Westbrook audio, I feel like it's obligatory. It's like you want to hear Russell Westbrook. They always tell you in broadcasting, go fish where, you know, go to the pond where all the fish are. Well, all the fish want Russell Westbrook. So I will play Russell Westbrook audio even though he doesn't say much. Well, last night, he said a lot. Had a lot to say last night. He was great. So you're going to get to hear every bit of that coming up in segment number one. Also in segment number one, we will discuss what the fact that this is the best Thunder team since the Thunder team that got knocked out by Golden State. And there is one big thing going in this Thunder team's favor that wasn't going in the last Thunder team's favor. There are also some things that are similar between the two that 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 we'll get to. And um, I don't know. I don't know if I can put Russ's night and Paul's night into perspective. I don't know if I can do that until the end of the year. I will attempt to put Russ's night into perspective. And then I'll talk about Paul's night coming up tomorrow when we put most of the focus on him. In segment number two, you're like, well... Hey, we're not going to hear from Paul George. No, you're going to get to hear from your boy, Raymond Felton. You've got to hear from Raymond Felton, who came in ice cold after not playing from what seems like the end of last year to this year. Raymond Felton scores 15 points in the second quarter last night. Deontay Burton, who didn't get a lot of playing time, had a great night too. But Raymond Felton, because we absolutely love Raymond Felton on this podcast, we will hear from him. I will also tell you why the Alex Sabrina saga is not over yet. This this saga does not have an ending, at least from a big picture standpoint. If you are a... Now, if you're a Thunder fan and he's gone from the Thunder and you don't care about Alex Sabrinas after he left the Thunder, then maybe to you it ends. But for me, this story goes on. I will tell you that. Plus... Strange happenings in the locker room last night. I'll shed some light on some things that went down. And I had the pleasure of meeting MC Hammer last night. I know that maybe you've seen the pictures of Russ talking with him. You might even know why MC Hammer was in Oklahoma. If you don't, I'll tell you that. And I will I'll, I'll tell you all sorts of things about meeting MC Hammer last night. It's very cool. It's just a, something very cool to me that was very unexpected and... I will tell you, I still geek out when I get to meet certain famous people, and last night was a geek out moment for me. My name is Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK in Oklahoma City. And if you like what you hear, just subscribe on Apple iTunes or go to lockedonpodcast.com. 
And also, what else can I tell you about this? Listen in your car. It's a great listen in your car. And it's also a great listen on smart speaker by saying Alexa or, hey Google, play Locked on Thunder podcast. Russell Westbrook gets his 10th straight triple-double last night. Absolutely amazing, historic. He breaks Wilt Chamberlain's record for the most triple-doubles in a row. And yes, Colin Cowherd is still criticizing him for it. Um, I Putting Russ's a- accomplishments into perspective is sort of hard because on one hand, Russ has dulled us to the accomplishment. We look at last night's triple-double, and if we're completely honest about last night's triple-double, it was a horrible shooting night for Russell Westbrook. It's terrible for him. Paul George was almost 50%, but shooting-wise, Russell Westbrook hasn't had it, and there are several triple-doubles this year when you can look at Russell Westbrook's shooting percentage and you sort of scratch your head about how this guy is able to do this. What I will say about what Russell Westbrook is accomplishing as a player and continuing to pile up these numbers and continuing to rack up the triple-doubles is that at some point, we're going to have to acknowledge that... I mean, you may... may, Look, we already acknowledge that Russell Westbrook is one of the greatest to play the game right now in the NBA. But it's time to start mentioning Russell Westbrook's name more frequently with the guys that he has passed along the way on this all-time triple-doubles list. It's time to start mentioning him with Magic if you're not. Now, everybody's connecting him with Oscar Robinson. Everybody's connecting him with Jason Kidd. But at a certain point, you've got to start mentioning him with Magic Johnson. And I feel like, to an extent, Magic's the sacred cow that you can't compare Russell to. Can't compare Russell to Magic because Russell doesn't have championships yet. Well, that's not Russell's fault. Wasn't Russell's fault that he got hurt the year after James Harden left? Wasn't Russell's fault that KD left, even though some people might want to blame Russell? It's not Russell's fault that Sam Presti's made the moves that he has. Russell's doing everything he can to help this team and needs to be mentioned, not just with guys who have accomplished great individual things, but also guys who have accomplished team, extraordinary team goals. And Russ is certainly on his way. Look, I mean, Russ was the only reason they were in the playoffs a couple of years ago. And last time I checked, the whole team gets into the playoffs, not just an individual. And last night, one of the big topics of conversation was the relationship between Russell Westbrook and Paul George and how these guys continue to work together and how that gets really infectious throughout the locker room. And on that note, this is the best Thunder team that we have seen since the team that got beat by Golden State blew that 3-1 to lead. The difference between these two teams is, one, there's more cohesion on this team. That's just a fact. Russell Westbrook and Paul George get along a hell of a lot better than Russ and KD, and if not, they're putting on one great act. Two, it looks like the role players are really enjoying being here and this team is having a lot more fun. And there are, there are, there are a few things that play into factor on that. One, you don't have the, the specter of one of your key cogs jettisoning you, jettisoning you after the game or leaving, or leaving after the season. I think this is what I'm trying to say. 
You also have been under Billy Donovan's tutelage for a while. You weren't breaking in a new coach. And another factor going along with the Kevin thing is that Paul George, he signed long-term. Russ has signed long-term. It feels like this is going to be around for a while, whereas when that last year, you didn't know about Serge coming back. You didn't know about Kevin coming back. And it turns out that neither one of them came back after that year. There were so many questions that they were getting by on talent alone. And there are nights, and we have to say this, there are nights when the Thunder do get by on their talent when they don't play particularly up to their potential. But this team also buys into more of a team and togetherness concept than that team ever could. And honestly, we should probably not be surprised by any of this, but if, but this team is built to go farther in the playoffs than necessarily that one was, and that one was one went away one went away from going to the NBA championship. It's truly amazing. And as far as this being the first time that we've seen two teammates have triple doubles from Oklahoma City, we probably shouldn't be surprised by that either just simply because of the age of the organization. And yes, it's somewhat astonishing when you think about having three MVPs in this organization, two of them winning it in Oklahoma City. You would think, well, it would have happened before. Not necessarily. Um, this doesn't, this really, when, when that was said to me last night, I'm like, yeah, in a way that makes sense. I, because I, you know, it, it's only really been in these last three, four years that we've started to see Russ pile up these stats. Speaking of Russell Westbrook, I've talked long enough. Let's listen to what Russ had to say after last night's win. People set records, but how does it feel to, you know, just the way that you play? Is it in itself historic? But, you know, these triple-doubles come through the product of how you play, and that, that in itself is, is historic. Uh, you know, I just go play the game the right way. That's what I do. I want to compete. Um, every night, leave it on the floor, and whatever happens, happens. But um, very, very blessed to be able to go out and play, and I don't take it for granted. Russ, guys have talked about <clears throat> just the confidence that players like Raymond and Deontay were able to come into the game and play with. What is it about what you guys have created here that allows for, for players like that to be so confident when they come into the game? Uh, just being ready. Guys are putting the work each and every day, so when their number's called, Guys are ready, uh, ready to go. Um, and as you've seen tonight, guys got the number called and was ready to go. What's it like to have you and your your name with Will Chamberlain's name kind of connected? Um, like I said, man, I am extremely blessed and thankful and honored to be able to play the game I love and um, just give the man uh, upstairs all the thanks. And, uh, I just don't take it for granted. Russell, it looked like you and Paul shared a pretty cool moment here. <coughs> in that last three you guys you know, celebrated midcourt. What's it been like to have that you know, kind of bond with Paul and, and have that play with him throughout the entire season? Um, I mean, it's been good. It's been great, honestly. Um, like I said last year, coming to this year, we connected very, very easy. Um, my job is to constantly keep challenging him every day to be the best he can be um, and the best for our team. And when he plays like that, it's tough to beat us. Russ, you're not normally the guy on the other end of the triple-double needing to make the shot to get it for somebody else. Did you feel a little extra pressure? Because Paul said, Paul said that uh, you came and said something to him about that. Yeah, no, no, no pressure. Um, 
when it's time to do something um, for a teammate, for your brother, it's easy for me because I do that each and every night. I do what's best uh, for everybody in this locker room. And, uh, you know, I put my body on the line and whatever it is that needs to be done to make somebody else happy or do whatever needs to be done. That's the type of guy I am. I live by it and I stand by it. Russ, you've been always preaching that, that you always take leadership not only on the court but off the court as well. And unfortunately, one of the guys had to be let go for personal reasons. That is Alex Sabrinas. Could you summarize his tenure here in Oklahoma City? Um, yeah, Alex is uh, another one of my brothers. Um, and I still talk to Alex each and every day, communicating with him. Um, and that's not going to stop. So um, that's for the team and what he's done for, for the team. He's done great things for the organization. And, um, he had a great you know, career here if, if it's done or if it's not, but I'm going to stay in communication with him. Russell Raymond said that, that the bond you and Paul have kind of sets the tone for everybody else, for kind of the, the way the locker room is. Is that something you guys do intentionally, or does that just kind of happen from the, the bond you guys have? Man, listen, when, we, when you have a connection with somebody in this locker room or your brother, it's not just what it is. Um, for me, it's not. None of this is forced. It's not. Let's try to be closer if everybody else can be closer. It's natural, man, and that's one thing about uh, guys in this locker room. If you, we love each other, uh, we have each other's back, regardless of what's going on, and uh, we all want to see each other do well, and that's the most important part. What is it about Ray that he can step in, step on the court tonight after not playing 20 games and have a game where he can Very simple, not worry. He doesn't worry about it if he hasn't played because uh, he's a professional. Uh, comes in the gym each and every day, works on his craft, makes sure he's ready to go when his numbers call. He's been in the league 13, 14 years, man. He knows uh, his job. He knows what he needs to be ready to go. And, uh, it didn't surprise me. I'm just extremely happy for him because I see him putting the work in every day, the struggle of um, not playing. Um, and I know that's tough to do. And uh, I'm just so happy to, to see it all come to fruition tonight. Russ, you guys really got into them defensively tonight. What, what did you see on that end of the floor? Uh, just being aggressive, trying to make it tough for them, make it tough finishes. Eventually, it will wear, it will wear them down, uh, continue to make it tough, make them move around. Uh, and we did that tonight. Russ, there have been a lot of great moments, a lot of regular season games, but is this one that you feel like you're going to remember a little longer, just the nature of what happened with, with the triple-doubles and everything else? Uh, uh, definitely an unbelievable moment. Um, I don't know because honestly, bro, I don't even know what I'm capable of doing. I just go out and compete. Whatever happens, happens, man. Uh, so I don't like, you know, I never dreamed of even playing in the NBA or even be standing here talking to you guys. So each moment for me is a blessing. Each time I get to walk in this locker room and see my name and I up there is a blessing for me. And, I, and that's an unbelievable moment in itself uh, to be able to just wake up and be able to come to a, have a job. Have a jersey, have a name on your back, because to me that's a blessing in itself and something I never even dreamed about as a kid. And uh, to have moments like this is definitely um, another great moment. So, did you know that um, you and Paul were the first two Thunder players to get triple doubles in the same game? No, I didn't. Just talk about that that moment being able to share that with him. Ah, uh, both got each other's. Sorry, Siri, talking to me. <laughs> What'd you say, bro? You both got each other's triple doubles. Um, just talk about that, how special that was. Uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing, man, uh, to go out and compete, uh, to see your teammate, your brother, uh, do amazing things, and you can be right on the side of them doing something special as well. Um, that's just an unbelievable blessing in itself.
Thank you, Russell. Thanks, Thank Russell. You. Russell Westbrook, unedited from last night's game as Oklahoma City takes down the Portland Trailblazers. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. What did Raymond Felton say after his hot shooting night? We'll have that for you next on LOT. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. For the complete library of the Locked On Thunder Podcast, just subscribe at Apple iTunes, or you can go to LockedOnPodcast.com. Don't forget, we also have Locked On Sooners that we do every day as well. And listen in your car. It's a great way to listen to and from work. We can usually get you in and out in less than 30 minutes. It's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Still trying to unpack it all from uh, last night's win over Portland, and it's going to take us a couple of podcasts to do so. Tomorrow we will hear from Paul George. We will hear from Billy Donovan and Terrence Ferguson. We'll probably go back and even visit a little bit of Russell Westbrook. Um, PG, real quick, I want to touch on this. One of the big topics last night was Paul George getting the sympathy vote for MVP after he got hurt with Team USA. Is it him? Is it Harden? Last night was last night shows you why the NBA has it so much over every other league and entertainment factor. You had Russ and Paul getting triple doubles last night. Paul scores 37. It was a big night for Giannis, big night for James Harden. And when you go into your barber shop today, or you go to your bar or go to work, you can have a legitimate three-way conversation about who the best player is in the NBA. And you're not wrong, no matter who you're choosing. There's no clear-cut winner at this moment, but just the fact that all three were spectacular was fantastic last night. Um, looking for wisdom to part, I will give you wisdom now. It's been a very tough year for Raymond Felton. He was asked to take a backseat to Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder can either be the most improved player in the NBA or he can win the sixth man, and he may get them both this season. Raymond Felton still has a very important role on this team, and that is to be team leader, make sure everybody's engaged. More importantly, make sure he stays engaged so when he has an opportunity to go contribute, he does. Last night, 15 points, one quarter. Give it up for your boy, Raymond Felton, and here he is after last night's win. Ray, you come in and uh, just play with supreme confidence. You're able to find the seams in the defense. What was your kind of preparation like coming into the game and how were you able to execute? Uh, just staying ready, man. You know, it's, um, it's a tough process, you know. We've been playing a while, probably about a month and a half, and um, just a process of being professional, staying ready. When your numbers call, you know, you got to perform. You know, I just, that's how it is. And, um, you know, I'm just happy to be out there on the court, be able to help my teammates and be able to get this win tonight. We see you out there this morning at shoot-around when the Win the shooting game, I think, and, and uh, you're finding your spots at the elbow too. What helps you get in rhythm tonight? Uh, just the stream of confidence from my teammates, man. You know, those guys uh, really just uplifting me before the game, you know, 
like, you know, just let me know, yeah, you do this. You've been doing this for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even overthink it. And um, I really didn't. You know, I really was just coming out just ready to play. I was, I was excited. Just like a little kid at the candy store, you know, really just excited to play. I love to play this game. So, you know, get an opportunity to come out there, you know, and help, you know, it was, it was, it was fun. Well, what was your strategy on, on defending on um, Danny Willard tonight uh, when you had the opportunity to? Because yeah. you know, y'all end up having guys shorthanded. Y'all, y'all don't have Dennis. Mm-hmm. Or don't have Jeremy. Just got to get into his body. You know, those guys really can um, score the basketball if they if they're comfortable. You know, him and CJ Carmen are like, two best scorers in this league, two best duos in this league at scoring. So you know, you really got to get into those guys' body and make them uncomfortable. They're gonna hit shots. They're gonna score points because they take a lot of shots, but. You know, if you make them more comfortable the whole game, you know, I think, you know, that's kind of the best strategy. And that's what we did. We was aggressive here. What would it like to, to go 20 games or so without playing them, without playing them and suddenly get thrust into tonight, having played those long minutes? Tough. You know, without a doubt, it's tough, you know, but it's a blessing at the same time to be able to play now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to still be in the NBA at 14 years. And, you know, a lot of people take that for granted, but, you know, I don't. You know, so I bust, I bust my behind every day, just like the next person, just staying ready and you know, working on my craft. And then when I got the opportunity tonight, I just started to it. Ray, you've been on a bunch of different kinds of teams. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the, the chemistry of this group? The chemistry is probably one of the best I've ever seen. You know, um, everybody likes each other. Everybody is, you know, it's like a brotherhood. It's like we're a family. And uh, we all have each other's back on and off the court. And that's hard to find. That's hard. And you know, when you got your your two your two superstars on your team that's connected the way they are, you know, mm-hmm. them two are like brothers. So when those two are at that level, you know, and they're connected with each other like that, it's easy for everybody else to fall in suit, you know, and that's that's really big. Their relationship kind of just trickles down to everybody else. Raymond Felton after last night's win as Oklahoma City takes down Portland. Up next for OKC, it's New Orleans, and then it's the All-Star break. Speaking of the All-Star break, what was the atmosphere like last night in the locker room? Well, there is a correlation. I'll tell you about that next. Plus, meeting the great MC Hammer. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. This is the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And if you want to hear this in your car, it's very easy to do so. Just subscribe. Subscribe via Apple iTunes, and you can get this in your inbox every day or it'll automatically download. You can also subscribe by going to LockedOnPodcast.com. And uh, just, hey, if you've got a smart speaker at work, say, Alexa, play Locked On Thunder Podcast, or hey, Google, play Locked On Thunder Podcast. All right, uh, getting close to the end here, but there's a few things I want to tell you about. One, last night the atmosphere in the locker room after the game relaxed. Festive is probably overstating it, but the guys were certainly having a lot of fun. And you would think so. After a historic night, you would think guys would be having fun, making plans, etc. And all that was going on, but it did really feel like it was a group of kids about to go on summer vacation or more, I guess more at would be spring break because the all-star break is coming up. Everybody's a little loose and relaxed. You can, you can tell 
There's a little bit of short timers disease there. And you expect that once the game with New Orleans is, is done, everybody's dispersing to all parts of the world for the exception of the guys who are going to go compete in the All-Star Games and the All-Star Festivities. Steven Adams last night was doing some of this. I thought this was kind of strange. Now, if you're expecting like really strange stories, unfortunately, I'm not the guy, but I will give you what I have. Okay, first of all, it should be noted that Steven Adams wears a towel on his head, much like your wife or your girlfriend would wear after they get out of the shower. Usually only women can pull this off. The fact that Steven Adams can pull it off amazes me. It's, it's one more reason why he is just the best thing going in the NBA today is because he can wear a towel like this. But last night after the game, he's using he's doing his usual joking around, and then he opens the drawer in his locker room, and he pulls out a stack of the game night programs, and he's showing them to Jeremy Grant. And he's showing them who's on the cover, who's not on the cover, uh, he was mentioning that there was one between him and Russ, or there wasn't one with him and Russ, but it was just, it was like watching a little kid who had baseball cards, or a collector who had cards, showing him what all he had. And I just got this mental image that what Steven Adams does at the end of every year or every few weeks is take all these, frame them, or have them display on his house. I thought that was very cool that Steven Adams did it. Because or does that because I think a lot of athletes get jaded over time. But that really endeared Steven Adams to me even more that he would collect the game day programs as a reminder of, of his time in Oklahoma City and a reminder of his time in the NBA. Also last night, just a little inside baseball here. I usually go one way back to the media room after all the talking in the locker room is done. Everybody else goes the other way. The reason I go my way is because generally I'm layered up. I've got a big pea coat. I usually wear that and the sweater, and I've got my backpack. So I walk where the doors are open so I can just get this huge Arctic blast and cool myself off. So last night was no different. Um, I was hot, so I'm going to go do that. Well, two of the guys that uh, cover the Thunder for the sports animal come walking by me. It's like, hey, man, you missed MC Hammer. I'm like... B.S. MC Hammer. It's like, what are you talking about, Miss MC Miss Miss MC Hammer? Is he was he playing or was he in your studio? No, no, no. He's out on the court. Is he still there? Yeah, go see. So I go hauling ass down to the court, and lo and behold, there is MC Hammer there, hanging out with Russell Westbrook, other members of the media, and I was just going to get a picture and tweet it out and not go talk to Hammer. But as soon as I saw Eric Horn talk to him, some other members of the media, I'm like, well, screw that. I'm going to go talk to Hammer, man, because he's Hammer. He's too legit to quit. This guy knows Deion Sanders. And if we'd have had more time, I really would have set him down and talked to him about Deion Sanders, etc. What I did get to ask him about is what he was doing here in Oklahoma City. And if it, I'm sure it's been written about, but if you don't know, he's working with one of the prisons here, one of the women's prisons to educate women to help them get jobs after they have served their time, which is about the coolest endeavor I have ever heard any star of his caliber do. And being in this business, you can get, I'll use that term again, jaded. You know, I've met rock stars, I've met athletes, and that's not bragging, it's just, it's part of the business. It's one of the reasons I got into the business was to talk to people like Russell Westbrook and Paul George on a nightly basis. 
I wanted to do that. I wanted to rub elbows with these guys. Coolest people I've ever met. The guys in Rush. Come on, I'm a Rush geek. I'm going to say that, you know, number one. But Hammer was just, he was like this down-to-earth dude who was talking about his time in Oklahoma City, that he enjoyed it. I mean, there was no, like, air about him, like, hey, I'm MC Hammer. You should, you know, feel thankful to be around me. That just, it wasn't it at all. He was willing to talk to people. He was having fun. It was just a regular guy kind of thing. And... Look, I've met the rock stars, and for some reason, it's always hair bands that still think that they're just as popular now as they were in the 80s. Hammer's just a guy. Very cool dude. Was very happy to meet him. Got my picture made with him. At some point, I'll crop everything that needs to be cropped, and I'll post that. But between Steven Adams showing programs to Jeremy Grant and talking about what's on them, like a card collection, and MC Hammer, forget... The two triple-doubles. Forget that the fact that the Thunder have now won 11 of their last 12 and are smoking right along. Just those two things alone made it a night worth remembering. We will be back tomorrow. You will hear from Paul George. You will hear from Billy Donovan. We'll talk about some of the Thunder's holes and what needs to get corrected. It's all right here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody in peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.